Que si tengo flow cabrón, que si meto la presión, si tú no puedes conmigo, mala mía. Que si vengo pesadita, que si Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Suela Pérez. And I'm Beroyeti Flores, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we've got some new music for you. Yeah, it's been like a little bit over a month since we've done a new music episode for y'all, and um, so here we are with some new things. The first song that you heard a little bit about um, is the Bisa Rap session with Villano Antillano. I don't think we've spoken about Bisa on the show yet. Mm -mm. I'm sure many of you will probably be aware of him, but let's take another listen to um, La Villana on on this uh, track and talk about it. Busco cuando quiero mi dosis Que si tengo flow cabrón Que si meto la presión Si tú no puedes conmigo mala mía Que si vengo pesadita Que si ya tengo tetita Si me tiré con tu gato mala mía Que si vengo a tu motor Vengo desde el malecón Si no entiendes lo que digo mala mía Santa Rosa Bayamón Mi niña de corazón Si no aguanta calentón mala mía Llegó la que descabrona La que los encabrona Llegó la goat Llegó la cabra so cabrona Aquí todo y todo es serio No creemos en nada de broma Todo el mundo en alerta Con mi porte de patrona en el aire porque voy chillando coma Mi Twitter es matón, se me mudó para Oklahoma Me saca los pasajes para su cuarto, toma, toma Y le estamos metiendo hasta sacarnos hematoma Gatita mala, leona como nala Corro por la sabana, brincando como un impala Cuidado que te rebala, estoy soplando balas Tatuajes de mandales, las tetas como Rihanna I'm on the top shelf, I'm such a bombshell Todo el mundo ve que del dorado soy la shell Todo el mundo quiere un pedazo de mi pastel Perdí en el mar, soy yo, pay pastel La muñeca, la brasa, tomo del de Mattel So, Visa is an Argentine producer that has sort of built his platform on YouTube by inviting artists into his studio to rap over his beats. And he puts these out as sessions. At this point, he's done over 50 of them. This is number 51. Um, and he started out with pretty small artists and has since like really, really grown his platform and has put out sessions with people like, you know, like Anuel and Nicky Jam and shit, right? Mm -hmm. Pero, um, you know, he also has a keen eye on who's coming up. So the refreshing piece about his sessions to me is not that it's like once he's gotten these platinum selling artists that he's um, you know, only stuck to that, but, you know, which would be easy to do for the views, but he keeps bringing on smaller folks that he, I guess, thinks are dope, right? Because he's, like, in control of his platform, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, enter Villano Antillano, who we have brought here before. Um, Villano, for those of y'all who don't know, is a non-binary Puerto Rican rapper. She's so fucking fire. Yeah. Um, We've been into her for a minute here. <laughs> I've been really excited to see her visibility grow over the last couple of years. Um, and she really fucking killed this session. Mm -hmm. Like, they killed it together. Um, you know, her flow is incredible. Like, she's so good. really precise. Mm -hmm. um, and just, like, the track and the flow switch up a couple of times, which is really fun. But I also think it's cool that Bisa sort of... Um, gets the production to sound a little bit like a ballroom sound mm. at some point, you know, like as a nod to the musical legacy of queer and trans people. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
I, I don't know. I think that this session is particularly dope. I think that there's a lot of them that are cool. I sort of got into them around like the twenties when um, a couple of Venezuelan rappers that I follow uh, went on to his sessions. I didn't know who he was before then. Uh-huh. Um, but this one sort of went viral, which is yeah, so interesting. That. Yeah. It says yeah, it's like 31. Yeah. The video is like 31 in the global music charts. Like that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got like millions of views. and shit. So it, it sort of went viral, which is so interesting because like, I mean, there's probably a lot of reasons for why things go viral and it's hard to determine exactly why. Um, you know, that's like people's full-time jobs and they're bad at it. But um, <laughs> what's super interesting is that I think like there's this crowd of people who are routinely tuning into this like cis male producers channel, right? To watch people rap over his beats, mostly men, not exclusively, like he has brought women on, but like mostly other cis men. And so like, you know, his audience, my guess, is probably not super used to seeing someone like Villano. And then she just fucking killed it. Yeah. So, like, you have people hearing her for the first time and thinking she sounds dope and, like, maybe not expecting that from her. And then, like, also all these, like, homophobes and transphobes who are freaking out, which, mm-hmm. like, also does something for the virality of something, it right? Does. It's like the hater aid really, like, brings yeah. it out and adds yeah. to the fuel and adds <clears throat> to the spread. Yep. Yep. Super I know, I fascinating. Didn't, I didn't look at the comments, but I imagine probably a lot of them would be like anti-trans cesspool. But that does yeah. like, help a video move farther because that's the way the algorithm works, you know? Right, right. Weirdly. And I mean, I think it also it did like they have both. I think Bisa has a much larger platform than um, Villano did. And but also um, it's really different audience you know what I mean like the people who like Villano was hitting before were like you know queer and queer adjacent people in the in Puerto Rico and the diaspora right and like not only right because her visibility has been growing but you know this is like a totally different audience so she's also like really grown her following in this time and um, I don't know. I hope it translates into money for her. I I know that that's not always true, but yeah. But I really hope it does. Yeah, yeah. This is a great um, video to watch because yeah, you kind of see them see it happening live, and also um, they have the translations built into the video. And so because her lyrics are so good and so fast, like her flow, like you said, it's actually really fun to get to follow along and see. Um, exactly what her rhymes are and her different you know like there's a lot of really great writing in that track as well yeah yeah and i think it's also i also am excited to talk about um visa because it's just such an interesting way for like a producer to build like their brand and legacy you know what i mean like it's just like he's like doing something really different where like it him as a producer is like he as a producer is becoming like sort of like a little bit of a star in a way that few producers do um especially at his level you know like he like it's not like you know like the producers that like you know off top like you know like most people in off top like you know Quincy Jones or like Timbaland or like you know fucking Pharrell or the Neptunes or whatever like these Tiny. are people who have like <laughs> huge yeah tiny you know like huge legacies generally you know yeah um like 15 20 years like plus 
And so, like, this kid is just like, I'm going to make a show where I'm going to invite people, come on, to rap over my beats. And, like, has really uh, built a platform for himself there. So I think that's really interesting and really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I had not heard of, of this project at all or of this producer. Yeah, yeah. It's dope. I'm into it. All right, my first... What um, do you have for yeah, us? Yeah, my first song. I think what I like about our new music episodes is they end up being such a like random, eclectic mix of stuff. Yeah, um, which super, is more random than usual. More random than usual, <laughs> which I think is, is what we do really well. Um, so this next one is called Nivel de Perreo, and it's by Jay Balvin and Ryan Castro. Let's take a listen. Activo los anormales, José con Brian Castro. Pasamos y le dejamos el rastro. Ustedes son mis hijos, me dicen el padrastro. Ahí les tiro la liga pa' que paguen los gastos. Vamos pa' la chanti, esa pussy candy. Llámate unas amiguitas que yo voy con Balvin. Se te moja el panty, me lo da de gratis. Yo te como el triangulito como Illuminati. Tiene el cuerpo de achanti, se comió todo el candy. Llámate unas amiguitas que aquí todo es gratis. Playboy como Katy, ella perino Katy. Se cerraron cuando entraron Ryan y Balvin. El hace calor, reggaeton pide la nena. Este party se jodió. Estoy repartiendo candela La baby pide el alcohol Va a activar todos los poderes En el piso llueve sudor Aquí hay niveles de niveles Y controlando en el club Baby cambia ese mood El ghetto es el negocio No importa que pienses tú La calle en control Desde Spotify, YouTube Estoy aprobado por Yankee Por eso sobra la pasta Nadie sabe So this one really surprised gasta. me Like I saw this on my Kind of list of, of um, New releases And I was not expecting This sound From a J Balvin track It's really just mm, like Interesting To me not the Balvin We've come to know You know With this like Very light Like popeton Kind of thing That he's been doing um, And this to me Sounds like a throwback Like it reminded me Of Plan B It reminded me Of you know Some of the other folks in kind of the old school reggaeton with like very explicit lyrics and like a much like harder hitting sound. Mm -hmm. Did you have that reaction at all? A little bit, yeah. No, I definitely hear what you're hearing. Um, it sounds a little bit, when I read it, the, the um, you know, we the way we record these episodes, we have like an outline and I like read what you have to say about it. And I was like, I looked up like who produced this, right? And I heard it and it's a little, you know, it is like, it does have like a much sort of like that thumping beat that's really different from like this like reggaeton romantico type mm -hmm. shit that like he's been doing a lot mm -hmm. but when I looked at the producer it's still Sky right and Sky mm -hmm. Rompiendo has been like the producer that like Balvin has worked so closely with throughout his career and like sort of like I don't know to me like every successful J Balvin song is because of Sky right <laughs> you know um but um so but but this is I feel like it's still sort of in keeping with this like more simple like pared down managing sound but it is like less melodic and sort of like um romantic vibes than what some of what Balvin has been come to be known for lately and what like sort of where the genre has merged. Yeah, um, like I don't know that he has other it. songs that are this explicit. And I wonder if it's the um influence of Ryan Castro who's like new to me or like I hadn't I didn't know that name when I came across this song. But then I looked into him and he, you know, the song Mujeriego is like 
been on TikTok, so I've heard it before, and also he has another hit called Jordan that uh, okay. have very different sounds in this. But I wonder if, like, maybe his influence is what has um, kind of tipped them in a different direction in terms of both, like, the, yeah, the sort of explicitness of the lyrics and also the sound. But he um, he's also from Medellin, and he's a newer artist who has, like, a whole sort of, like, rags to riches story i mean i don't know that he's rich yet but um of like singing on the <laughs> singing on the bus and like growing up in the yeah, the ghetto yeah. of medellin and now <clears throat> you know making a name for himself mostly online and then now you know getting to sort of a bigger place with his music so um yeah i don't know yeah, so that's part of it balvin has that song with dokisha that's like also oh, that's true was it that that's had true. all that like controversy around stuff that's true but yeah i mean it might be it also might be he's just like let me try something else yeah like, I don't know. He's very all over the place. I really wish that Balvin was like an A&R. Like, I think he's a much better, he's much better at like finding cool new talent <laughs> than he is to me as like a vocalist, you know, yeah. but like he has a really good ear. I mean, he's you know? so successful. So like, <laughs> he's very successful. You your know? opinions like, about his, socio, you know, I know, but your opinions about his voice aside, like he's made it work as an artist, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, as anybody, I will tell you over and over again that, like, I don't really believe that talent and success really necessarily are determinants right. of each other. There's, you know, <laughs> I believe many deeply untalented people who are very successful and many um, deeply talented people who aren't. But yeah. um, I would not call J Balvin deeply untalented. But no, I no, no, no. think he's better at having a good ear than he is to me like at like being the artist at the center of the work. Right. What did you think of this song? I was kind of into it. I was kind of into yeah. it. I was surprised. I was, I was too. Surprised. I was, I was like not expecting <laughs> much from Balvin, but I was yeah. like, I wonder what this is. And I was yeah. like, Oh, okay. Something yeah. different. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to bring it. It surprised me too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's next up for you? All right, I have a little bit of a pop girl moment for us. This song is called Dance For You, and it's by Empress of... I'm a human, not a man Understand the difference in the strand Just a body made of glass When I break, I fix myself real fast Kiss the moon on the head Body of a woman on a last of's new EP. She had a new EP come out called Save Me on um, June 24th. And this and sort of like the whole EP is a lot dancier than we've mm -hmm. seen from her. Yeah, She's been different. sort of, 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like she's been like edging into pop for a minute and so it's not totally out of the blue, but it's definitely more in that direction. And it's also a little bit in the direction of like, you know, there's like house music is having a moment right now. And I think that from her, it's not unexpected. I think that there's been like, it's so weird to hear people like, after like Beyonce and Drake put out like house songs to be like, oh, you know, like house is black again or house is blah, blah. And it's just like, I feel like I've been following all these like sort of underground artists that incorporated a lot of those elements into their work and it's just like, it's been that way, you know, like, I don't know, like maybe not in pop mainstream, but yeah. um, anyway, she, so like, but this is a little bit more poppy than what she's given us before, but I honestly like love it when the weird synth girls start doing pop, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I feel like I I love good pop and I feel like the weird girls really know how to do it sometimes. So I'm, <laughs> I'm into this. I sort of had a hard time figuring out what song I want to bring from this EP. Yeah. So if you're digging this, definitely give it a listen. This to me has a little bit of like a retro sound, like 80s maybe? Did you get that at all? Um, maybe, yeah. I mean, I think that like the housey part of it could be like the synths could be like part of that sound. Um, yeah. I also felt some Madonna in watching the video. Yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely has a little bit of that, which is again, like that era, which is, I think that the, um, the mainstream sort of big pop moment that house is having is pulled from like this sort of like underground set of artists like you know like empress of but like let's say like kalela for example mm -hmm. who's been like you know putting out really fucking dope shit that's like out of the mainstream but like doing um some interesting stuff here and you know a slew of her contemporaries right so mm -hmm. um so yeah, I see it. I see it coming out of there. She was one of the first people you brought to the show. Like I remember her name Is that right? like, very early on. Yeah, I would say probably like the first couple episodes. Um, yeah, I believe so that. I mean, I've been sweet. into her since like 2013, I want to say. Like her first, um, one of her first EPs, maybe her first. I don't know. Like I started following her like in 2013. I remember very clearly. And I was like, I love her. Like just like this like very cool, like beautiful synthy stuff. Um, and, and I'm, yeah, I've, I've been following her and into it ever since. Love it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, you have something very different. <laughs> very different. <laughs> very different. Um, this is called Mi Debilidad and it's by Jesse Uribe. Let's take a listen. Dime quién iba a pensar que después de ser experto en el arte de engañar, a mi juego llegarías a darle vuelta. Sin darme cuenta, poco a poco me empezaba a enamorar Y dime quién no se enamora, si de solo imaginar que puedo besar tu boca Los sentidos se me alteran y mi alma se vuelve loca Y tu piel se ha vuelto mi debilidad Y yo que en esas cosas del amor, antes no creía y aquí estoy como un loco, borracho imaginando que te tocó Olvídate de todo lo de antes Cuando fuimos amantes y no hablamos de amor 
hacia tus fotos Disculpa, sé que no te lo esperabas Yo tampoco buscaba meter el corazón Y me enamoré, me enamoré I've said this before, but I think the biggest gift for me of this podcast has like been the push to explore like really new genres to me and like specifically non-Caribbean genres. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much good shit out there. And I think I'm finally getting to the point where I have enough familiarity that it, I start to disconnect with the music more quickly versus like the sense of listening to something that feels foreign in some way. And so this artist is actually Colombian. In my ignorance, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this must be mariachi, which, you know, mariachi can cross borders just like anything can. This sounds Mexican. Yeah, but it's not. It's Colombian. Um, And it's, I mean, he's Colombian. And it's actually like, based on at least reading the description on his description on um, Spotify, like on his bio, that it's actually a genre, uh, like a campesino genre from Colombia that's influenced by music from Mexico, including like rancheras and other things, music from Ecuador, music from Argentina, you know, Argentina and it's like been known as musica carriguera or musica huasca. So I think fascinating. I know. I think it is very influenced by Mexican yeah. music, like the outfits, the sound. Yeah. Like and yeah, like, it looks like mariachi, right? Yeah. And, and it's yeah, possible that maybe not, this... Yeah. I don't think it's that ignorant to believe that this is yeah. I mean, yeah. it's maybe a little bit. But it's true. It's, <laughs> it's true. And it's yeah. possible that this particular track is more mariachi than other ones, yeah, but yeah. I didn't listen to a ton of his... And his father was a mariachi singer, so it's yeah, it's, he's not like there you d- go. detached there you go. from mariachi, but I mm-hmm. think that maybe sometimes... You know, it's like that there's different, like he calls this like a campesino genre, right? Like, there's like many genres across Latin America that have come from similar parts of the country, like similar like geographies, right? Like a more campesino thing, yeah. a more rural thing, yeah, for sure. kind of like country, as you would say in the U.S. Um, that, you yeah, know, that have some similar influences because of that, those ties, but that, you know, mariachi we know really well in the U.S. because of like the influence of Mexico. Um, so I don't know, a lot of the genres that, they mentioned as influences were not genres that I even knew of. <clears throat> so I think that, that, yeah, there's obviously so much more to explore, but I don't know. I really like this. It gave me like bolero vibes, I think with the, with the feelings and the kind of ballady thing of it. What did you think of it? Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. It was cool. I um, definitely thought it was Mexican also. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was just like a Colombian dude singing a Mexican song. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, no, not not what not what he says at least, not how he yeah. explains it himself. So, um, yeah, it's interesting, but I liked it, and yeah, I liked the. I feel like he updated like the look in the video, felt like kind of like an updated like, not to say that mariachi's outdated, but it felt like a more, I don't know, a more fashion forward or like new fashion take on mariachi. Had this like. He had some, like, he had one in this, like, creamy brown leather. Just, like, things that aren't, like, the looks I'm used to seeing from mariachi that I really liked, mm-hmm, too. And, mm-hmm. like, he had the big bow, but it was, like, a little bit more updated looking. And I don't know. It was cool. Wow. Wow. Well, this is dope. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Fascinating to learn. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to record in the summer. I am sweating so much right now. <laughs> I'm sweating so much because I don't have my AC on because it's... Oh, it's loud to record. And also I'm wearing my big headphones, which also make you really hot. You know, like the big headphones. Uh, This is how uh much I, uh I like, we, we really appreciate and want to bring you all this content because I'm just really sweaty right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> just wanted everyone to know. Pobrecito. I know. I know. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's July in DC and I'm on the third floor of my apartment building and there's no central air. Ooh, don't I know about that? Yeah, you do know that life. All right. What's your last pick for the main episode? So my last pick is an artist that I always love to give shine to. She's such an underrated legend. This is Xiomara Fortuna, and it's called Te Quiero Libre. Xiomara Fortuna's new project, which is a new EP that it's, you know, this is the title track of. Um, and this is such an interesting track to me. It's like this very synthy, like, cante hondo, sort of flamenco blend. Um, and she's just like stays doing super interesting things. Um, and the reason why I feel so committed to bringing her is because Yamada is really the blueprint. Like, she's like, I feel like this, like, original Dominican woman weirdo that's like, la mama, la mama, la mama, la mama, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Wait, isn't that like, a reference to blowjobs? It is. Okay. But okay. that's not what I'm referencing with her. <laughs> okay, okay. Just making sure. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah, like Xiomara, without Xiomara, I feel like there's no Rita Indiana, without Rita Indiana, there's no Mula, like, and like all these like amazing projects out of DR right now. And I feel like she's just like had such a, like a quietly strong legacy on the island with the independent artists who are looking to do something that is a little bit out of the box, right? That like just like created a different thing that's possible um, for independent artists on the island um, to both like be weird but also be like unapologetically where they're from right like to source music and beats and inspiration from their island and also do weird new things with it so um, I don't know I feel like I'm watching this thing happen in Venezuela right now where like a huge diaspora is um, 
doing something different for the appreciation of Venezuelan shit in the country, mm. you know? And I wonder how much that dynamic plays in with Dominican artists. But, like, um, because there weren't that many Venezuelan immigrants before, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, um, a lot of times people within Venezuela and artists like looked to the outside for inspiration because it's like when you're like in something all the time, you're just like bored with it often. Right. Or like not everybody, but like this, I felt like this was like the, the great downfall of Venezuelan musicians to me. Like, I'm just like, you aren't like looking to like where you're from for inspiration. And I think that now that there's a huge diaspora and what diaspora does is like create this like wild nostalgia for where you're from. And like, you're seeing like all these people like in Europe and the United States rocking projects that are like referencing stuff that is from Venezuela. And these Venezuelans that have stayed there are like, fuck, that's my shit, you know? And like, it's creating a different appreciation. And I wonder if that's part of the dynamic in the DR, but um, it is one of the things that I do love about some of these artists that I think have been influenced by Xiomara Fortuna. And I feel like she, to me, um, she's really the blueprint. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, definitely, I think I know Rita and Diana's music better or like more familiar with it than Xiomara's. And I definitely heard Rita and Diana in this, right? Like mm-hmm, you can see the, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, you can see the DNA, right? Um, yeah, for sure. There. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm glad that she has a new project because she's kind of an elder. Is she an elder? Am I wrong about that? She, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm going to say like in her fifties. Okay. So she's Um, not that, you know, it's older, but not like super, super old, you know, like she's not, um, you know, a Gen Z or nothing, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, so she's, she's around, I'd say like maybe fifties or sixties, but like, um, she's been putting out new music. And in fact, she put out a, a song with Mula a few years ago, right, which I remember was that. Like, like a mind blowing moment for me. Yeah. I think we were in DR around that time. Maybe it's possible. Yeah. Or we at least talk to Mula with about, talk to Mula about that collaboration. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I love her. And I just, this is like such an interesting track and, um, you know, there's another track on this EP called Agua, which is just fascinating. Um, so take a listen. So what's the last song that you have for us, Perez? Yeah, so this one's called Novela, and it's um, by Skiltec, Los Racas, and Noemi. Esta cena, lo haremos en la arena, hagamos el amor debajo la luna llena. Esta noche haremos una novela. En el agua yo grabé una sirena. Como una actriz se puso a modelar. Esa chica se luce frente a la cámara. Ella quiere que la suba por el Instagram. Y yo solo quiero ensuciar la sábana. Morena, tú estás de adelante, adelante. Me gusta tu vestido calle y elegante. Nunca he visto una belleza semejante. Tienes una vibra bien electrizante. Si cocinas, como caminas, mami, yo me como toda la comida. Tú me combinas. Eres una diva, una belleza natural afro-latina. Vámonos de vacaciones a un lugar especial. No me importa dónde escoger lugar. 
Si traigas equipaje allá compramos todo Vamos a pasarla bien solo Tú eres algo aparte, eres un arte Por eso no me canse de buscarte Ahora que te tengo no pienso soltarte Mami contigo quiero casarme Novela, un amor de novela Chamaquita nadie me quería Ahora estoy crecida por todos lados la foto mía ¿Quién diría? Estoy en mi galería Te posteo para serle fiero hasta tu amiguita Pelito en la lancha nos vamos de vacaciones Un paseo a Puerto Rico bailando en todos los rincones Contigo todo lo practico aunque no crea en religiones Saludos a mi ex sabía que había mejores Esos pasos tuyos son criminales Tienes una baby paseando por ahí con par de competidores. No. So I was really excited to see Los Racas, some new music from Los Racas, because they're a fave yeah. of ours for many years. And I really love this track. It kind of surprised me, honestly, um, how much I liked it. It um, Skill Tech is. I was not familiar with the other two people on this track, but Skill Tech is actually looked up is a Canadian producer. So it's also interesting to me that the producer had the first credit on the track. Um, and then it was Los Racas and Noemi. And then Noemi is a Puerto Rican um, singer, songwriter, uh, artist, actor, has a very like um, non-traditional sort of style, like references, like having a more masculine style, like in her bio on her on her website. Mm. So I don't know if that means she's queer or not, but um, definitely like mentioned sort of gender fuckery in it, which I thought was cool. Um, Love that. Were you familiar with this producer, Meadow? No, yeah, no, it's the first sign of skill tech. But yeah, I, I don't know. This had kind of like a big romantic vibe to it, or something that I it didn't. It surprised me a little bit for Los Racas. I mean, they, I mean, they were romantic, but I don't know. Something about the sound yeah. of this was not what I was expecting. Um, but I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, this was a cute one. This is a cute one. Yeah, I haven't kept up with them recently in terms of what's what they've been up to. Um, but love Los Racas and most of what they do, I'm into. Dope. All right, booze. Thanks so much for listening. Um, and thanks for, you know, we were out last week because I was sick. So thanks for your patience. Happy to be back again this week. And as always, all, yes. the, all the info about the songs is on our show notes at rallymanea.com. Yeah, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram and stuff. We're around. Um, happy to be back. Happy you're feeling better, Pérez. Thank you. Wear your masks, y'all. COVID. COVID's real. Um. <laughs> Shout out, Mike, for all the editing help. You're the best. And hasta la próxima. Ciao. <laughs> Let me out.